future will tell. <laughs> hey guys, this is what we binge with uh, Raf and and your good friend Mike. What's up? Yes, he is uh, your good friend and mine, and uh, I hope that I'm your friend as well, guys. It's a beautiful day and in the Mike, neighborhood. Please tell me I'm your friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the opposite of Mr. Rogers right now. This is creepy. <laughs> it's like. I'm, I'm going to come to Hawaii and, and you're going to be my friend. It's <laughs> a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about uh, several things today. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a nice new segment for you guys that will keep a secret until we actually get to there. Uh, and we're uh, going to talk about uh, uh, a Christmas movie since we're getting close to Christmas. And then we'll have a little bit of uh, serious talk. A little bit. A little bit. We'll see. A little bit. We'll see how we feel. We'll see. We'll see how much, uh, you know, Irish I put in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see if this coffee works at waking me up. This might, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll I see how have I feel. Uh, a goji organic energy drink that I got for free from, from work. So we'll, we'll see. But, uh, and I have Folgers in my cup. Folgers. I love Folgers. Folgers is the Folgers. best way to start your morning. The best way to start your morning. <laughs> Pay us, Folgers. <laughs> I'm going to try not to say that, but I'm like, <laughs> wink, wink. Let's keep it real, Mike. <laughs> so, uh, so we're talking about The Mandalorian, season two, Mandal episode six, uh, chapter 14, yeah. The Tragedy. Several the tragedies in this episode. That, I don't think that name matched with what this episode was because it was called The Tragedy, but it was more of... There's like, like one tragedy at the end, sort yeah. of. Which, is, which isn't really a tragedy. It's more of a, you know, uh, like, hey, wait and see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this you is know. less of a tragedy and more of... This was the Robert Rodriguez directed episode. So it's what yeah. you would expect from Roger, Robert Rodriguez. Not much plot, just action. <laughs> action. <laughs> like just action, guys this, getting whacked in the face with, you know. Yeah, this episode would match with like little dots on the screen and dust and grindhouse music. Mm -hmm. So this, this was not a tragic episode. This was uh, like... It was awesome, though. Like, this was, like, the episode. I didn't think they could top In last week. In many ways. It, it was a celebration, to be honest, of, of Mandalorian-ness. And, uh, yes. <laughs> of course, Boba Fett, uh, who uh, by now, if you don't know, like he was in the episode, played by uh, Tamura Morrison. Mm -hmm. oh, the I amazing got... Kiwi guy. Oh, I got he actually smashes everybody on. in the face. Like, I, like when, uh, you know, he actually uh, does his, his stunts. Because you yeah. can see his face, and you know, you, at at first, dude, I uh, <laughs> I had so much to say at the end of that because like I didn't think last week I didn't think Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka Tano could be topped. Yeah, but you're talking to a guy right now who's a big fan of the movie Once Were Warriors. Like that was the movie that first made me think of cinema seriously, mm -hmm. and Tamura Morrison. He played mostly calm roles, I've noticed, over time. But who he was in Once Were Warriors was what I wanted to see again. Because, like, it was, it was a pretty serious movie, Once Were Warriors. He played kind of like an abusive dad and husband. 
but he had moments in that movie where he, he just had his eyes big. He looked really angry. He was about to like Hulk out. And there was a scene at the end, and this is spoilers for who, those who haven't seen the movie. There's a part at the end where he beats Cliff Curtis to a pulp in a, in a bar. He crashes like chairs over his head. He crashes like the, the beer, like the beer bottles and beer cans. And he has like this face on him like, I'm gonna freaking kill you. And when I watch that, I'm like, oh my God, I wanna watch this guy play a superhero. Yeah. He, he made the same face when he was smashing up yes, the Yes, he finally made that face again. <laughs> Jake the Musk came back. Jake the Musk, this was, I know it's supposed to be Boba Fett, but I felt like Jake the Musk just came out and beat the hell out of all the henchmen and the stormtroopers and yeah. stabbed. It was like they turned, it's like they, they gave me the Tomorrow Morrison I wanted. And for that, Robert Rodriguez, I, I, I give you gratitude. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> it's like funny little fun fact, uh, that staff that he uses to like crack people's like skulls in yeah. uh, is the same type of staff that, that low, uh, you know, inadvertently, you know, bumped against, uh, you know, Boba's, Boba Fett's jetpack in uh, Return of the Jedi is the same one. Oh, wow. Uh, so like he uses the, uh, the, the tool of his downfall into the Sarlacc pit to, uh, you know, crack some heads in. <laughs> Dude, I love that they're just taking all the side details and making it like badass. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a prop left, like a piece of paper left in the background of one of the old movies. And in a future episode, somebody picks up that piece of paper and beats the shit out of like everybody in the bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Well, the thing is like the, the most uh, badass. So like in the episode, they're on the Jedi planet or I guess one of the first Jedi planets uh, yeah. called Tython or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so like uh, Baby Yoda, uh, Grogu, but um, we're still going to call him Baby Yoda anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, he's on that like seeing stone or whatever. And he starts yeah. to meditate in this force field. Like how many times does Man does Mando try to like get through the force field to get the kid like three times and like he just can't get a like a hit? It's like it's not gonna work, man. Like he tries yeah, it, like three, four times, like, hey kid, we gotta go. Like, Ugh, and then he goes there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he gets like knocked out for a second. Yeah. But uh but I really like the standoff between because like uh I'm not sure how uh Boba Fett managed to track Mando. Mm -hmm. uh we know how the empire or like you know grand moff tarkin uh, not tarkin grand moff uh no moff gideon sorry i'm getting yeah. my names confused uh he we, we know how he tracked the crest the razor crest because he got that like worker like you know mechanic to plant something in there right. but uh but it's cool like ming no wen was back we thought she was dead yeah. from last season yeah he's like the super sniper uh, now she has like cyber guts or something. Yeah, it kind of revealed how people that get split in half somehow stay alive. Yeah, hurt. yeah. So, um, yeah, the thing is like if you hadn't see seen Clone Wars and saw the whole like uh, Darth Maul getting reconstituted but into a robot. Yeah, with his uh, wild, wild west legs. legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had some like he had some like General Grievous like claws or something at first. Yeah the tv show and then when he went to when he tried to get the mandalorians on his side or like the death uh, death watch uh they gave him a real pair of legs i mean mechanical legs but like they actually looked like you know normal feet 
Yeah. <laughs> so I guess like it's a trust the Mandalorians to give you like the proper legs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when you lose them. The more they bring back people, it's just like there are just there are really no definitive deaths in Star Wars. Yeah. So, no one's really dead. Except yeah. if you come back as a force ghost, then we know you're dead, but you're still like a force ghost. Yeah. Or if force we ghost. see you like yeah, force ghost. <laughs> so like uh i don't know who uh who do you think baby yoda reached out to um i felt like he wasn't really reaching out to anybody specific like the point was to make that beam come out as kind of mm. like a tracking thing and yeah. we know disney another thing another, another <laughs> disney thing like the jet <laughs> beam going to the sky which is like a running a running theme on our show it's just like disney keeps or like superhero movies as well just like yeah that beam in the sky, this one was like a more positive beam. It wasn't destroying anything per se, but still. Yeah, but now they're throwing it into other franchises. So now they have the beam in here. And now they're gonna have a, you're gonna watch a Disney Channel movie or something. And it's like, hey guys, whoosh, all right. No, Home Alone 6, beam in the sky. <laughs> Just see Macaulay Culkin like, I'm reaching, ah. Yeah. Home Alone on uh, on Tatooine, like <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, but like to me, so like the the most badass moment all of all like it's just one badass moment after the next with Boba Fett in this episode because at first he doesn't have the Mad Lord he doesn't have his armor because he right. went to see he he tracked Mando essentially to get his armor back. Mm -hmm. He says like uh, if you give me my armor, I'll make sure the kids. Like, no harm will come to the child. Yeah. You know, and then you're like, uh, okay, okay. And uh, so, like, at first, he's, like, he's dressed the way we saw him at the end of episode one of the season. Like, right. with that, like, Tuscan Raider robes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he gets his armor. And all yeah. shit breaks <laughs> loose. <laughs> yeah. And dude, I, I, thought, I thought that's how he got tracked was he was just dude, tracking me, his armor. Dude, yeah. Dude, you're smarter than I am. Yeah, he tracked his armor. Uh, so it's it's uh, like, dude, the knee lasers. Where did knee that laser. come from? Knee lasers. I don't know. Was there a defunct toy in the 70s? Was there like know. a... <laughs> dude, like I realized that Mando, uh, Din Djarin, he also has knee lasers on his left knee, but I never realized before. Like he has yeah. this sort of brace on his knee and you're like, shit, that's where the lasers... But he has like a double... He's got like four laser holes, I guess, that just like right. shoot. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, that was the thing. I was like, dude, knee laser. <laughs> <laughs> dude, at this point, I just assume anything that's, like, really cool in that show. And I could be wrong, because, like, the Whistling Birds, I don't think, came from anything. But almost anything that's really yeah, cool, man. I just assume that it was, like, some kind of defunct from something Star Wars related in the past mm -hmm. few decades. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, they just keep coming uh, like bringing things back from legends and the extended universe and and that that's really cool yeah um to me the big tragedy was that like red laser beam coming out of the sky and destroying mando's ship the razor crest yeah. that was that to me was a tragedy it wasn't baby yoda uh you yeah. know spoilers being uh abducted by the dark troopers who kind of look like iron yeah. man yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like Iron, you know, those uh, Iron Man 3, like his whole robot army, like the all, all the other suits. Yeah. Kind of felt like that a little bit. 
Yeah, you saw the dark troopers basically up close and in action doing this. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you see them up close, and uh, you know they got they just take the take the child. Yeah. And uh, one other thing that's really cool in this episode is even though we lost the Razor Crest, we won uh, Boba Fett's ship called, I would say, uh, controversially, maybe in, in today's times, Slave One. So it, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't want to start with like, oh yeah, but we have Slave One. And I was like, yeah, people aren't going to take that out of context and be like, what are you talking about? But uh, yeah, so like Boba Fett's ship is called the Slave One, which belonged to Django at first. And yeah. uh, was like, you know, the, I, I just saw a video about that. And it exchanged a bunch of hands before he got to Boba Fett again. You know, yeah. between Django and Boba, like some guy stole it, another guy stole it back. And then, you know, yeah, I won't go into that. But it's, uh, but it's really cool to get that iconic ship that we've seen in, let's say, the, the prequels and the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, sadly, not in the sequel trilogy, but, you know. Fuck yeah. the fuck those movies. Uh, <laughs> no oh, disrespect man. to the actors. I love all the actors there, but just like the the way it was uh, yeah. shot and produced and the story wise, like yeah, whatever. I mean, speaking of the sequel trilogy, um, the red uh, shoulder pad came back. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always a stormtrooper that wears a red shoulder pad, and I'm yeah. guessing that's the leader. So, yeah. and the first time we saw that was in the sequel kind of trilogy. Sh- yeah. It's kind of a shitty leader though. It's like, <laughs> get up there, get up there. Yeah. Like they get shot. Yeah, you too. Uh, everyone else died, but get out there anyway. Yeah, go, go. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, but that's sort of the point with these stormtroopers. It's like they're, well, at least the stormtroopers in Mandalorian have a better, they aim better, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have a better aim, but they're still kind of like bumbling idiots a little bit so it's it's uh they're just pawns in the great game yeah well i mean they have the dark troopers now so it would be interesting to find out why dark troopers weren't used more and they just kept using human stormtroopers even going into like uh the first order and all of that maybe they're less maybe they're like stormtroopers are more expendable maybe yeah i don't know it's more expensive to have those dark troopers who are like because they seem like way more potent and dangerous than any of the droids that you saw in, in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, you know, it looks like they, they can actually turn their heads, like they have necks. Or maybe that's yeah. just me. <laughs> like yeah. The other guys have to turn their whole body like, you know, Batman like 1989 yeah. style. Like, I'm Batman. Like, Joker, I'm, so, I'm Dark Trooper. Yeah. You know, uh, but... Uh, I think so. Baby Yoda gets taken to to Moff Gideon. They have a whole like. I think it's the first time I've seen Moff Gideon smile, mm-hmm. uh, or like maybe just Giancarlo Esposito, yeah. like smile, but like you know, and making fun of people. He's always very serious, and like, you know, like when. And I like how he. Like uh, yeah. And I, I like I like how he said dark troopers in this episode. Yeah, he was like, trying to. Are say, the dark troopers ready to be online? It's like yes, Moff Gideon. But but he kind <laughs> of put the emphasis on troop. Like he was back yeah. to his like old Breaking Bad character. It's like are the dark troopers yeah. ready? <laughs> dark troopers. The dark troopers yeah. ready. And then he's like, ah uh, ah uh, uh, you can't play with this now. Like <laughs> he shows like the dark saber to Baby Yoda. Yeah. And then he, he they put tiny cuffs on him. Wasn't that cute? That was cute. Uh, I, 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 I know it was supposed to be tragic, but I was like, 
Aww. I was like, oh, that's a nice little bracelets. So they shine. Yeah. <laughs> got like little lights coming out of them. It's like, oh, I didn't know they, they had like mini cups like that. Yeah. But uh, to me, the silver lining to this tragedy, in addition to Boba Fett, uh, his ship, the armor, all that shit, is Bill Burr's going to come back. He's coming back. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. I don't know how they found who to aim this show towards, but this is like, this, they, they made the show perfect for me. I don't know how they did this. <laughs> they got Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. They're bringing back Bill Burr. They have Tamora Morrison directed by Robert Rodriguez. Like mm-hmm. how are they like, like, I don't know what kind of marketing information, what kind of data they have on, their this target a, audience, but yeah, this is, is a wet working. dream. This is a Star Wars fans like wet like, dream. Oh my god! If if you have Bill Burr just like riffing with I don't know. Oh god! It's just, mm-hmm. how did they figure? How how did they? <laughs> how did they I know, right? Out? And uh, so we're gonna have another Prison Break episode, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe just a Prison Break intro. I don't know if they have the time for a whole episode to you know break. Uh, Bill Burr free from uh, the New Republic's like imperial, you know, prison or whatever. Yeah. But uh, no, it's cool. But I think th- they have a lot of nice little touches here, like uh, you know the chain code that's in Boba Fett's armor. You can see like there's Boba Fett, Jango Fett, yeah. and some guys actually translated that. And then there are a lot of details that you get from like, oh, so Boba Fett and uh, his commander was uh, some guy called Jast, yeah, uh, Jester Muriel or something like that. Yeah. So like a lot of little Easter eggs here and there. And I feel like they actually for, I mean, for people out there who only saw the movies, uh, you know, in the star Wars universe and didn't read the comics or anything like to me, like this episode kind of redeemed uh, Boba Fett in a way, because we've never seen him do anything badass in the movies. Right. Like he either just stands there next to Darth Vader or gets like, you know, bumped into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. And essentially, never saw him do anything really badass, even though yeah. everyone tells you that, oh, yeah, Boba Fett is really badass, but like we never saw that yeah. uh, in live action. And there was but an article that, yeah. that, and there was an article that came out that uh, the headline was about like the writer preferred Boba Fett being Star Wars' greatest bumbler or the greatest, like, <laughs> or just like the doofus of Star Wars. And I guess the writer preferred that, <laughs> but. Well, I, guess, I, well, I, I have to disagree to more Morrison. That, that's it. I mean, was well, anybody else? Okay. Yeah, but. <laughs> to, to that point, they did have like there, that moment where he blows that ship out of the sky. He says like, yeah. I was aiming for the other one. And when you actually, when I saw that again, like he was actually really aiming at the other one and it, <laughs> <laughs> at the other ship. So I think there's a good middle ground here. A good middle ground of bubble of bumbling, uh, you know, of uh boba fett being badass but he's he he bumbles but luckily yeah. he he always gets through you know he's probably more lucky than talented maybe i didn't yeah, know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh man so uh i think yeah the only thing that survived from the razor crest is that spear the best guy yeah yeah <laughs> i just love the way how Timuru morrison says best guy yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, can you believe that? Like, I don't even know if they were actually considering it, but the rumor for a while was that Michael Fassbender was going to play Boba Fett. No. No. <laughs> you need no, that. Thank like, you. You need the Kiwi accent. You need. I the, need the Kiwi accent. Yeah, yeah uh, best guy. 
you need the the best guy. Just not here. What, what, what were they like? What were they going to do? Going to change all the clone voices to Michael Fassbender? Probably. <laughs> That's what Star Wars does. It's like if one thing changes here, then they're gonna like re-edit Irish every accent. other movie. Yeah. Give him his Irish German accent or whatever he has. Like, yeah. I mean, I like Michael Fassbender, but like, no, please, no, no. They just should just no. give him all like Darth Vader's old voice. Yeah. Come over here at once. <laughs> Come over here. It'll all be fine. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, that brings us to this week's special segment that we, uh, you know, thought of for you guys. Uh, so, Michael, we've been talking about this for a while. Like, Disney has a real problem with, uh, you know, finding what's family-friendly, what to put on their platforms that are family-friendly or not. And no. we thought, hey, you know, there are actually a lot of family-friendly movies on Disney Plus that kind of sound dirty when taken out of context. I know. They're, they're so, you know, I'm so offended by, you know, seeing Carol uh, <laughs> Hanna's butt in Splash and so offended by uh, yeah, I'm so some shocked. of the other content that was uh, edited. So, yeah. Ah, when are they going to so, learn? When are they going to learn? Yeah. So we came up with a list of... Uh, movies on disney plus that actually sound really dirty when taken out of context so here they are these are movies that you can actually find on disney plus guys so it's eight below <laughs> home alone one two and three i'm gonna wait for people to chuckle during this uh i think my favorite is stuck in the middle and uh, <laughs> a very recent movie that kind of sounds dirty when taken out of context godmothered <laughs> and our uh, punchline for this week black beauty that sounds kind of dirty don't you think yeah <laughs> quite <laughs> well thing and, is like uh, I, don't, I don't want it to it's just like these could all if we if we made porn parodies of all these movies that i just mentioned like you wouldn't have to change the title it would be the same it would be great right yeah i know <laughs> and sometimes i'm in my room i want to play with the right stuff so i find peach dragon and just go at it yeah. you know yeah, and then you forgot about the real right stuff. The real right stuff. <laughs> the National Geographic documentary version. Yes. <laughs> and let's not forget uh, Big, starring ah, Tom Hanks. Sorry, Tom Hanks. If that doesn't conjure some image in your mind, like there's something wrong with you. But, no. Or maybe something that's not wrong with you. I don't know. Like, let's flip that around. Um, and sometimes you need some uh, morning light to uh, bend it like Beckham. Yep. <laughs> I'm on the homepage. So. Yeah, that's before, uh, you know, if you're not careful, you might get into Gravity Falls. <laughs> you know what? Let's do it. Next week, let's just both have the homepage up and just like <laughs> have a whole conversation. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. I think uh, we'll probably do this for a bunch of other uh, other types of lists, other platforms. Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was Black Friday last week. And uh, on our Instagram, we posted the, uh, it sort of came out of nowhere, this sort of Hulu Black uh, Friday deal yeah. where you pay like $1.99 per month for 12 months. It's not like $1 for one month and then the rest of the year you'll pay 12 or whatever it is. Right. But uh, this actually, yeah, so we, uh, I found it, I found it by accident and then I shared it on Instagram and then like Mike subscribed as well. So we have the year-long, like, $2 per month deal. So yeah. thanks to that, we found an amazing Christmas movie. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I still have 30 okay, minutes okay. left of it, yeah, but yeah. do we, uh, so do, <laughs> are those 30 minutes important? The title is a, uh, a Christmas movie, colon, Christmas. <laughs> so this is this an installment Two of Christmases. A, a Christmas movie? Like a Christmas movie, colon, Colin Christmas, yes, <laughs> a Christmas movie colon Christmas, like with two Christmases in the title, it has to be good. So, <laughs> well, thing is, like the premise of the movie is actually pretty good. It's sort of like uh, these sisters who are roommates, uh, who are flatmates. Like they, uh, one is very cynical, and the other one is really into, uh, you know, like Tinsel Town, and I mean, no, not Tinsel Town, like Tinsel Christmas trees. Uh, like romantic Christmas movies that always come out. And actually, I think the studio that made that movie makes those kind of movies as well. Like yeah, really I like bland, yeah, you know. I recognize that logo. I think they make stuff for like Tubi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thing is like, you can watch it for free on Tubi. Uh, IMTV, IMDB uh, TV. Yeah. You can watch it on Hulu for free if you have a Hulu subscription. Or you can pay four ninety nine and watch it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, do that. Watch it for free on Tubi or IMDb TV. Or, uh, but actually, IMDb TV is actually on Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's uh, owned so, by so Amazon. Can, so that's weird. Uh, so you know, yeah. but maybe for people who want to own it. But uh, I don't see anyone who would want to own this movie. But yeah. like the premise is okay. So these two sisters, uh, one is really in love with all these like bad christmas movies romantic christmas movies and the other one is very cynical yeah uh they end up in like they go to sleep and they wake up in an actual movie like in the like a hallmark ish yeah, yeah the hallmark ish kind of, yeah. movie and uh which as a premise is pretty cool but the way it's like executed uh is is a bit, uh, no, not so good well <laughs> It's, uh, it's not the, bad. It's not terrible. It's not great. It's one of the top trending movies on Hulu today. We're recording this on Sunday, December 6th. And when I yeah. went to go look for this movie, it was like top trending for the day. It was... Why? <laughs> Why? <You> know, <laughs> it's a feel-good movie is what it is. And you don't have to rethink about it. Because if you think about it, you're going to start hating this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, but th there, there are nuggets of like true genius in this movie, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic here. There are nuggets of true hidden genius oh. that are just badly done. <laughs> like you know, it's just like they're, they're. Um, I feel like they should. So like the cynical sister, uh, who ends up falling in love with the baker. Like they actually wrote the movie. Those two people those two actors are a couple in real life and wrote this movie oh and i think they got i don't know how it worked out but they got married after the movie was done i think i don't know if the yeah. if they got married before or after but you know yeah and uh and thing is like his character is kind of creepy in a way because he leaves love cards for her everywhere it's sort of creepy how he does it and like he sticks yeah. it on on the, on their window on the second floor you're like how the fuck did he climb up there right. and stick the fucking card and uh, you know and then he sounds kind of creepy but like lovably so because he's sort of unconscious of how dumb he is i guess and that and i felt yeah. like they should have pushed that even more like how but they should have done that for every character 
like yeah. how you know you know, know lovable, like, lovably flawed yeah. no, that was and, the uh, weird robot like <laughs> no, that's the weird thing about this movie and i'm only speaking from somebody who watched uh, the first hour of it but it's like it's 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 one it makes fun of those movies but it stays within the boundaries yeah. of one of those movies it's like they don't question the genre at, lo- at all yeah. they don't like no, try don't to you know exaggerate anybody like it's less like pleasantville and more like what is it called isn't it romantic or isn't it lovely that that rebel wilson movie that came out last year yeah Where it's like, like that yeah it really it really does like it's it's meant to be one of those movies and mm-hmm. like i think that's why they just kind of let him go and it's about like letting go of the cynicism behind them granted i would have loved to see an all-out parody of these kinds of movies like how far can we take it kind of thing yeah i feel like they didn't do that and i think yeah. they maybe it's because of the of the studio uh, that that this movie was was um you know made yeah by but it's um i think they tried like the idea sounded really good and that's why i was like okay this sounds this could be really funny this could be really good yeah. then when you watch it like the 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 performances are fine yeah uh, <laughs> It's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like B movie because they're all B movie actors, I think. Yeah. In this. And I think the highest credit is like being a supporting actor in a McConaughey, I think Matthew McConaughey, like cowboy movie or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. then like most of them, I, I, I did some background checks on all these, like the main actors and like they're, they're mostly in like yeah. I guess B movie slashers, and like and like these romantic movie, yeah. Christmas movies, like you know, and uh, it's mostly like and some of them have been in the same movies as well. So I I think they all know each other. So it's it's sort of, they have like a nice. It seems like they have a nice little niche, yeah. Of people who like their movies, <laughs> and they're always the same people, um, you know, same cast. Yeah. <laughs> or, or like this you know they see the same the same uh actors coming here and there and like oh i saw that one in that other christmas movie that that was yeah, kind of bland it's <laughs> like the rat pack but for like tv movies basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh well so like there, there's this weird love triangle for the uh the other sister who's really into christmas movies like she's um, in love with the christmas planner and a country singer or something yeah and they have this whole thing about being from the city yeah i don't know if that's a trope i guess of christmas movies like you come back to your old town it's like oh you're you're in the city wow i was a oh you came from the city you know what's weird i used to like i used to think that trope was so unrealistic until i actually uh worked in the city and then i realized that that actually ended up becoming my life like i moved to the big city and then I end up having to come home to the small town and reconnecting with the family and the girlfriend. And I'm like, holy shit, my life was a Hallmark movie for a few yeah. months. So I try, as cynical as I want to be about it, I'm like, it actually does happen. So. What I find funny is that they never mention what city that is. <laughs> the city. The city. And it turns out to be like Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> to our listeners in Cleveland, we love you. Yes. <laughs> we know you're there. We know you're there. <laughs> or it could be a city like San Jose. Thank you, all ten San, San Jose. Jose <laughs> you know, uh, thanks to Spotify uh, Unwrapped, we actually have a list, a listener or several listeners in Russia. 
that scares me. I, 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 I just watched that Animaniacs episode, so I'm like... <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I did six, month of, six months of Russian in college uh, for credit. Yeah. Because uh, no one else wanted to learn Russian at my college. I was like, I want to get my German a bit better. And they're like, no, no more space for you. And, uh, you know, I was like, okay, so what can I do? You can do Russian. It's like, oh, okay. Da, pajalista. All good. Da. Uh, <laughs> I can say my name. Minya Zavut is Raf. Uh, no, Minya Zavut, Raf. You don't say Impressive. is. Like, sorry, dumb. But, <laughs> but, uh, I'm trying to learn how to say my name in like every language. We'll see. Raf. I'm, I'm working Raf. on Arabic right now. But uh, <laughs> you can try that another time. We don't need to try that another time. We'll see. But um, so thank you for our listeners all over the world. We have we have a bunch of listeners in Europe, a bunch, uh, but mostly in the U.S. From what I see, mm. but I think most of the people who listen to us through Spotify are in Europe. Thank you. So it's it's pretty cool. And, well, uh, Spotify is in Europe, so I mean, yeah. I don't know if that Spotify is Swedish, you know, so uh, makes sense. Uh, so, <laughs> so Christmas so. movie. Uh, so, like, thing is actually, uh, so the, this all, you know, this whole like being transported into uh, whatever town it's called, I can't remember what it's called, uh, yeah. is because they made a wish at night to some like street Santa who was collecting money for the Salvation Army or something. Yeah. Turns out he's a real Santa. Or maybe it's Santa who like uh, possessed that Santa's body for like momentarily. <laughs> uh, Santa's kind of a scary presence in this movie because he's like, you yeah. can't leave until you learn your lesson. You know, uh, but he says yes. it in a more jolly way. Uh, Santa in every Christmas movie is this weird otherworldly it character. Yeah. Like with Christmas in the Crank, with the Cranks, he was a full on like a uh, shapeshifter that like mm. shifted to like a short, like a short, like skinny guy that sells umbrellas. Yeah. So, kind of like Zeus, you know, Zeus, like uh, he transformed into swans and seduced women and had Achilles, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, I don't know how you seduce a woman while inhabiting the body of a swan. I don't know. They didn't have TV back then. They had, I didn't know. They had a lot of brain space to like <laughs> make that kind of Ancient thing. Ancient Greece. <laughs> My, uh, I, I have some ancestors from there. I don't know. I'll ask them. Uh, <laughs> It's like ancient Greece doesn't doesn't always make sense, but yeah. uh, thing is like, and this movie doesn't make sense either. But it, it's uh, you know you know what what I'm upset about this movie made too much sense to me. Like I I, I thought they were at the very least gonna do like because you know lifetime lifetime they had that thing one time where mm. they had a straightforward lifetime movie, but it was played by Christian Wig and uh, Will Ferrell's in in the mm -hmm. league, and the entire joke of the movie was like you're watching a regular lifetime movie and has all the tropes and stuff but it's like will fail yeah. the whole time so it's like what? yeah like, huh. so i thought a christmas movie <laughs> christmas was at least going to be kind of like that where they're just gonna be somewhat meta or weird with it but it was yeah. a pretty like it was one of those movies yeah. Well, things like the movie made emotional sense. Like emotionally, it all makes sense. Like yeah. uh, the characters actually grow. Uh, I mean, there's there's a moment where the uh, they're confronted with their like sometimes uh, sometimes it was a bit too on the nose, but it's like that. There's a moment where the the sister who's really into Christmas, like she realizes, like you know, she's been. Uh, the two guys that she's in love with realize that like she's been dating two guys uh, at the same time. So they're all, they're both angry at her. 
So she, she ends up back home, uh, you know, like every morning she wakes up in this home greeted with a grandma who's not her real grandma, but she's like the movie grandma who's always baking Gram-gram, cookies. Yeah. <laughs> Gram. And uh, like, that was my favorite moment of the movie where, you know, she's, is the only day that she's not smiling. Like the, the sister, she's like, yeah, like things suck and whatever. She's got a really negative attitude. And the grandma lets her know that, you know, it's like, so fuck, you know, uh, she's like, so um, he's like, I only see you once a year. So stop your bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially. I don't, I don't think he caught that part of the movie. No, that's what I was like. (laughs) That's what I was waiting for. (laughs) Because he's like, I only see you once and I'm trying to be positive and for you to have a, you know, like a nice time. So I'm not going to take any shit, you know, like something like that. Graham Graham said all that. I, I'm not sure. If she, I can't remember if she used the word shit, but it was something like that. And, uh, and, and then she's like, you're right, Graham Graham. I'm going to save Christmas, you know? Because <laughs> the whole, the whole, her whole arc is that she has to like save the Christmas market right. or something. And uh, because she was like, you know, double timing uh, the guy who organizes a Christmas market and the singer who was going to perform there. Mm-hmm it's all gone to shit. So in one day she has to fix it and et cetera, et cetera. And thanks to Graham Graham who told, who told her to stop her bullshit. Uh, she gets her act together and then everything's fine. And the other sister realizes that, you know, she, she's scared of uh, intimacy and she never lets any guy close to her. And, you know, the crazy, uh, creepy baker dude, uh, he, he lets her open up because he's, he's like, unconditionally in love with her so every time she says something you know but you shouldn't love me i'm not that good of a person but you're the best person you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh so uh yeah so uh then they they found the answer that they were looking for uh and wink wink there's even a moment where there's a little girl in the movie who helps them fix the the christmas thing yeah Yeah. they're talking and there's a moment where everyone got what they wanted for christmas you know, the, someone says that, yeah. uh, and they're like, oh, but not the little girl. And then they zoom in on the little girl, and then her dad's a veteran and comes back for Christmas, oh. which came out of nowhere, Yeah. Uh, but was heartwarming in itself. They're like, oh, okay, now everyone gets what they wanted for Christmas. <laughs> so it's like, you got everything in this movie. You got yeah. c- cynicism turned around, optimism turned around with <laughs> realism. Uh, a little girl gets to see her dad uh, the evil boss of one of the sisters actually ended up in this town you don't know how he's actually there dude did uh, they just <laughs> shove all the good stuff in like the last 30 minutes okay I gotta like watch yeah it. <laughs> and uh, then they they, uh, they wake up back home in the city in Cleveland I don't know where they <laughs> probably in Cleveland I don't know and uh, no I think it was filmed somewhere I know that the Christmas town was filmed somewhere in uh, shit. I have to look at it. I can't remember, but it was like a German type town in Pennsylvania, I think. Oh yeah. Cause they have like a, uh, you know, uh, a German like Brauhaus and you know, all these like beer, yeah. beer gardens and, and whatever. Uh, but, um, and then thinking that all of that was made up, the boyfriends show up out of nowhere. <laughs> 
yeah. because they made a wish because they, the girls were gone and it's like, oh, well, we asked, we made a wish to Santa too and we wanted to be with you. So there, I don't know how that works in terms of like, was that a separate dimension and Santa Claus is some interdimensional being who yeah, like transported <laughs> these characters who are actually actors in real life in the real world. So it's going to be funny to see like how those like fake characters meet their actual actors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, I'm just saying they didn't rethink, they didn't think it through to the amount of detail that I would think things through. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, makes you feel good. Maybe it, there it's was a like bit a, dumb. Maybe there but, was a specific <laughs> effort to like dial it back. I don't know. Because yeah. it still had to be like one of those movies, even though you're making fun yeah. of it. It's like, because I was looking up, I want, is this movie also on like Hallmark and those Channels um, like it, it didn't. I couldn't find the information if this movie was actually on like Lifetime or Hallmark or. It's on Hallmark, but it's on it's on Christian some. It's on the Christian something channel. Um, oh, see. Wait, let me see. So it's a Christmas movie. Movie. It's sort of like uh, the title kind of reminded me of like you know Borat, the second Borat, like the subsequent movie film. Like this is like a Christmas movie, Christmas. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay. So this movie was made in 2019. So I'm guessing it probably came out around the time that that Rebel Wilson movie came out. Yeah. There Just was say. a theme that year. So Up, Faith and Family, Prime Video Channels. It's free on Tubi, uh, IMDb TV, and on Hulu. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, yeah, so it's it's sort of like, I think that's why, like, I think the only, the biggest thing they do is that they kiss, mm -hmm. I think. And that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't even think they kissed. And there's a big, like, problem with the girl uh, going out with, like, hanging out with two guys. That's yeah. the, that's the, she's only hanging out with them. And that's a big deal. You know, it's like, what? You're hanging out with this other guy? Yeah. I'm not hanging out with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> Hanging out is nothing, guys. It's it's okay. <laughs> Once you start, you know, kissing and and you know, body fluids and stuff like that's that gets serious. But like this is just like hanging out. <laughs> oh man, they had to keep it. They had to keep it nice and uh, up faith and family. Holding oriented. hands, not permitted. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the thing is, honestly, if you just want to have like silly fun with a non-brainer, like you're not going to think about it too much. Like this is yeah. a pretty fun movie. You can literally put it on your cell phone, watch it, throw it in your pocket, talk to somebody, yeah. take it out of your pocket. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the way it's supposed to be enjoyed. Yeah. So I'm, that's just kind of what it is. And if you don't like that movie, well, uh, on Hulu, apparently every movie that's trending is something like that you know yeah. like a Christmas. they're all made by the same people i think they're all made by the same studio yeah, they figured it um, out they, they cracked the code they're, yeah they cracked the code <laughs> it's like low low cost uh high return <laughs> yeah yeah they've, they've cracked <laughs> oh, it oh man and so filming filming location frankenmuth michigan so that's where they filmed the the uh the movie and uh, Frankenmuth, Michigan. <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, so yeah, this is made by Mar Vista Entertainment, and I think I've looked at all of like their list of movies that they make, and it's all very similar, uh, like Christmas movie stuff. But they also make murder movies, so it's like everything that I think my oh uh, uh, dude, they made the movie that I was talking about, the Will Ferrell Christian Wiig right? movie. So yeah, <laughs> so they, they it's like Christmas and murder. That's like. That, that's what like my uh that's what i love watching with my mom during christmas is like christmas movies and murder movies <laughs> like not like you know true crime just like very stylized like you oh, know uh, <laughs> christmas murder wasn't that a no that was black christmas i was like wasn't that a movie last year i'm like wait no that was, that was black christmas. murder christmas <laughs> Well, th- there's another movie on Hulu that uh, maybe we might talk about next week, but it's it's called uh, Anna and the Apocalypse, and it's about uh, a zombie apocalypse happening around Christmas time. Yeah, and uh, that's pretty funny, and it's a musical. So I th- I don't know. I think I've talked about this movie before, but yeah. uh, maybe last year. But I-, I don't know if we actually talked about it during the podcast. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Th- there's see. also you know our pick for today for this week's like dirty movies, Home Alone. Uh, <laughs> Dirty sounding movies. <laughs> Home Alone, one, two, and three. They're on Disney Plus. But, oh, there's uh, three. <laughs> one, two, and three. Like those are like the you know the <laughs> the dirty sequels. So oh um, man. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Before we're gonna talk. We're gonna this go is where deep. we get into the 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 serious talk this week serious with HBO talk. Max. Serious talk. Maybe we should oh, have like a I mean. Before we go HBO into the Max. HBO Max stuff, let's let us let us talk about this since we we're talking about Disney Plus and Hulu so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, hasn't been confirmed, but there has been a rumor this week that uh, Disney was because they because they own both, they're considering combining Disney Plus and Hulu into one supersized uh, service, so it's all under one mm-hmm. roof. Uh, what's your take on that? Honestly, uh, I think. I think it would be a good idea to things like they've, they've been Hulu. The, the thing with Hulu and I think economically the problem that they had was that they have so many royalties to pay yeah. for all the content that they don't actually own. So yeah. I don't know how they'll figure that out, but honestly, uh, branding aside, I think it's probably a good idea to, um, to uh, merge those two in a yeah. way and have sort of like maybe, um like just like a kid section that's like Mm -hmm. the disney you know disney movies uh then maybe a teen section for mandalorian and stuff like that right and uh you know i guess like pg everything that's pg pg 13 that'll be disney plus then you'll have maybe a disney kids for everything that's like below that yeah and uh but honestly i don't know I, i think it'll be complicated for them to since we know that disney has a real trouble uh figuring out what to put on disney plus like this would have to be a totally different like new service right right I mean, yeah it would be like polish. i don't know disney corporate and then you can have like disney plus and who oh, imagine if every underneath. streaming service was like that <laughs> like <laughs> like the viacom cbs streaming company or something <laughs> it's like know? i mean tonally in terms of like the marketing of it, like yeah. to me, it would have made more sense to have like Hulu as right. the big umbrella and then have like a sub Disney thing, Star yeah. Wars, 
line right. and FX and all that other stuff. But the thing is, Disney is the parent company. It's not Hulu. So right. uh, you, you can't like, maybe I'll just have Disney after dark. And that's where all the Hulu <laughs> stuff is there. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, then, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not privy to all the information that they have. So it's, it's uh, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see. But I think probably, it probably makes more sense for yeah. them to have it all under one roof. Yeah. Uh, but then I think they're going to lose a lot of original content. I mean, mm-hmm. not original content. They're going to keep all the original Hulu content, but all the stuff that they pay royalties for, yeah. that's probably going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Which well, would be a loss for them. Yeah. Well, um, I thought your original idea was better, the one of uh, Hulu just being sold off, like almost completely or split up yeah. again because of the royalties. Uh, the thing I noticed about Disney Plus and the appeal of it is that um, everything that's come out so far is like a version of what Disney is known for from the Marvel stuff to the Star Wars and like even their original stuff like the movie Safety is coming out which is kind of a throwback to when they made a lot of like inspirational sports movies or yeah they'll have like the secret the secret secretary no what's it called no secretariat there was a no, movie well, called, thing is you have um, like the yeah. legend of Bobby Jones or, you know, like that Shia yeah. LaBeouf golf movie. Yeah. Um, but I, no, I, was, I was mentioning was uh, the secret society of board Royals or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. That was kind of like their Disney Plus's version of like a uh, Disney channel original movie. So it's yeah. like, so everything that's on there feels Disney. And because of that, you know, I think why, why did Disney Plus became so successful is because one, it was affordable, but two, it felt focused. And I just got Hulu for the first time after a long time. And their problem still is the problem that they've always had is that it feels unfocused. You have so much different kinds of content all over the place from so many different sources that it, it, it does feel a little, I wouldn't say overwhelming, but it feels like you don't know where to start. So you kind of just quit out of it. And I think having a supersized service is going to make that worse. And when you make something even bigger than it needs to be, whatever you're, because you're in charge of so much, whatever you're not doing well, somebody can come in and make a service based on that and beat you. Yeah. So I think Disney Plus needs to stay what it is. You know, keep innovating, keep questioning what's family friendly, what's, what, what's this, what feels Disney, but keep keep the ball rolling on what you're already doing and for hulu it's so big and unfocused that i could imagine hulu itself getting split into like different streaming services yeah yeah i mean thing is like a lot of hulu tried to do what netflix was doing i mean before the uh, the disney acquisition but it's it's um you know, they had regrade, they have regrade original content. I mean, uh, Handmaid's Tale and, and uh, things like that. They mm-hmm. still have some some hits that come out once in a while, like that Andy uh, Sandberg movie that came out right. a few months ago. Um, something, something Springs. I can't remember what it was called, but. Oh, Palm Springs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a money, it's a money problem to be honest. And also I think they're, they're, uh, the way they thing is like, what I don't like about Hulu is that you're paying 
uh, if you, I mean, we have, we use the Black Friday, <clears throat> the Black Friday deal. So we, we only pay like $2 a month for uh, Hulu with ads, mm -hmm. but like Hulu with ads should be free right. to be honest. Yeah. And then you have to pay like 12 bucks to have all of Hulu without ads. Yeah. If, you know, so I feel like the pricing scheme is kind of weird. Yeah. And uh, like one of the reasons why I stopped my Disney bundle with Hulu and, and ESPN was that like I'm paying extra to watch something with ads, which Peacock is doing for free. Right. So yeah. like I can watch Peacock with ads for free, except yeah. like there's some content that's, uh, you know, that's locked and you have to pay for it on Peacock and whatever. Yeah. But um, I think there's something weird going on. Like they probably have to shed maybe renegotiate the deals that, that they have with uh, the, the royalties that they have to pay. But then I know that cont the contracts that they have now predated the Disney acquisition. So they right. still have to pay until like 2021 or something or 2022. Yeah. So that, that's still something that they need to, yeah. to figure out. For now, it's, it's, yeah, it's a liability. Yeah. Yeah. I find it weird that you have to pay even, I mean, like $2 is okay per month. I would yeah. rather not pay anything. Yeah. But six but paying six ninety nine or I think it was five ninety nine without the deal uh per mm -hmm. month uh to watch Hulu with ads. Right. Especially when you look at certain T V shows, like they'll have an ad every like thirty seconds or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda of, kinda of crazy sometimes how many ads they put. Yeah. On Hulu. So it's also like a user experience issue as well with Hulu. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the whole um, free with ads thing, I know that they tried that like, I don't know, in the 2000s when it first came yeah. out and even there was like things like Crackle yeah. that was uh, one of the first to do something like that when they had like comedians in the cars getting coffee. People don't give Crackle enough credit for kind of being in like the first for a lot of stuff, yeah. but we'll get into that another time. And um, I just feel like it's a weird sense of timing because ever since the technology got better and Hulu changed their pricing scheme, other companies like Peacock or like, like NBC universal have run in and basically did the same thing <laughs> that yeah. they did. But it's like, it was because Hulu let go of their old ways. Yeah. But yeah. I think, um, but I'll take this back to uh, I'll take I'll take this topic to HBO Max that had a big announcement this week. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Well, so uh, we'll starting like the, the last ten minutes, we'll like spin on this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, HBO Max announced that uh, every movie that they will release in theaters will come out on the same day on HBO Max starting December twenty fifth with uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Right. To me, this feels like a big blow to all their competitors, to me. Yeah. Uh, because like HBO, what HBO Max has that Hulu doesn't necessarily, like who, I, I got Hulu because I like FX. Yeah. And that's the main thing I watch on Hulu is like FX. Mm -hmm. But like HBO Max has the Lord of the Rings movies, mm -hmm. has, uh, you know, the future DC comics movies that, that are coming out, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, sorry. Uh, <laughs> not to be confused with the mess of Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, but um, so it, it's, it's, uh, 
like, I don't know if you've seen these ads for AMC plus, like, you know, it says the answer is not more. It's what you, it's like watching the movies that you want to watch or watching the T the TV shows that you actually like. It's not having like, because Hulu feels like you have a bunch of, as you said before, it's very unfocused. So a bunch of TV, uh, TV shows, movies that are very like, what? Yeah. It, it feels like you're going through the catalog on like a video on demand, like at your local, like Marriott hotel or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like random movies like, Oh, you can rent that. Okay. Okay. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like rent random selection, but like, uh, I think, yeah, something's going to have to change for, for Hulu and Disney, but I, uh, I don't know what, what, what's your opinion about what HBO max announced? Well, at first I thought it was a good idea because, um, next, Next year, uh, and I mean, I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen with the vaccine, but uh, I guess they're preparing for, I guess, having another year of people not being 100% comfortable to go out. So the the appeal of it in my head is that uh, if you're not comfortable with going to the uh, movies, of course, you can stay at home. But if the movie theaters are open, you can at least get a few core people in there to mm -hmm. um, enjoy the movie because there are still people out there that like the theatrical experience. And honestly, yeah. I don't think people are going to immediately go back to movie, the theaters next year. So like the theater, I feel like it would, if, it, if this didn't happen, I feel like theaters next year would be just a little bit more crowded than mm -hmm. what they would be now but with this you can have some people like enjoy it at home and some people in the movie theaters it's kind of like a yeah. feel out thing um on a consumer end you have to think uh i guess what you value and um 14.99 can either get you a ticket at regal theaters or amc theaters for or what or so and 14 or 14.99 can get you uh, the movie at home plus you know everything else hbo max has to offer for an entire month so yeah. to me that's like a better it's to me that's like a better value yeah. and the 14.99 if you pay that out of theaters uh that gets split throughout that 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 gets split throughout like you know certain fees or this or that but most of the 14.99 you would pay for if you're watching it on hbo max is going all through time warner so this is beneficial to them mostly. And yeah. I, I, part of me thinks is that like, doing something like this, I feel like was in the talks for a while. Like I'm guessing that this could be part of why um, Coming to America 2, it was supposed to come out this month on Amazon, but it got pushed to March. And my guess is that they're gonna try a similar thing where it streams and goes to the movies at the same time. And in that case, I feel sorry for you, Paramount, for uh, giving it up. But you made $125 million off it. So good job. It's okay. It's okay. You'll, you'll sleep at night. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, the thing is, uh, uh, it's a blow to theaters because, you know, the more direct con to consumer that studios can have, the better for them. But it's mm -hmm. also a good thing because you can feel out like where the audience's um, comfort is at. And the people that would have gone to the movies either way, you'll still 
get them in the theaters. People. Yeah, you're still gonna have those people. And even if this thing didn't, this 14, this HBO Max uh, premiere thing wasn't happening, even if it wasn't happening, yeah, your theater would only be just a little bit more crowded than what it originally would have been. So people's habits are changing. Uh, people are gonna wanna hold on to their money more. Uh, the financial side of everything that's happening right now, we haven't seen all of it happen. So in the next year, you know, I feel like people would have waited anyway for it to go on a streaming service. Would have waited like a few months. Yeah, well, I think most people stopped. The uh, thing is like we were talking about, a lot of people were talking about how movie theaters have been dying for the last like 10 years, even before yeah. the pandemic. And yeah. um, I think this sort of prioritizes, uh, reprioritizes like how people are going to, uh, watch movies. So I think a lot of people who weren't going to go to the movies can watch it at home. Right. Uh, people are going to, who were going to go to the movies anyway, will watch it, uh, you know, go to the movies, go to the yeah. movie theaters. Uh, but I think uh, it's also a way maybe, uh, you know, movie theaters have to pay a big margin to studios to have their right. movie screen. So maybe they'll be able to negotiate uh, to renegotiate yeah. because, you know, it'll be like, Hey, you know, we're showing it here. You're not like the margin. They're probably going to make a, a better margin on HBO max, uh, the studios than yeah. in theaters. And this might help save certain theaters, not all of them. I think a lot of theaters are probably going to, who were going to close down anyway. Uh, like yeah. I went to this movie theater and in, in um, near uh, New Haven, Connecticut, like before the pandemic. And they were talking about, yeah, we're going to close down uh, next month. So we're showing our movies now. Yeah. And uh, I think those independent movie theaters are going are gonna to disappear, which is kind of sad. But um, I think we will still be able to see movie theaters. And then drive-in theaters are, are becoming big again. So. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's weird because like... Uh, and hopefully they'll be able to make more money was yeah. from each movie is what I was trying to say since uh, hopefully the studios won't ask as, as big of a margin that they did before. Yeah. Well, it, it might go... If I'm going to put a positive spin on it, it might go the way of like, you know, with like bookstores, you know, when the big uh, bookstore companies started shutting down like Borders and Walden Books and mm -hmm. only Barnes & Noble was open, uh, independent bookshops started to thrive like people specifically started to want to go to independent yeah. bookstores. So I wouldn't say this is like the nail in the coffin for like independent places. Yeah. And it's, to me, it's important to state that uh, with movie theaters, the way we experience movies is fairly new. Like the idea of a multiplex and having different levels like IMAX and normal and all of that. The way we experience it is new. And mm -hmm. the theatrical experience is always going to change with the times and people are always going to want to go out and kill time with something like you, like you could have, like, nobody can tell me that like Broadway, like, like, like theater, nobody can tell me that live theater is dead. Cause like, that's something that gets brought up every single time there's a new yeah. medium. But as we saw from this past summer, you know, people are still willing or are going to still be willing to pay $400 to watch six people on a stage rap for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, well, it's really going to be about the experience, I think, yeah. and less about the movie. It'll right. be more about like, we're going to the movie theater to see a big screen, even though we could watch this movie at home, but just to have that, you know, 
Uh, one thing that I was hoping to watch in movie theaters was uh, Dune. That's also going to be released on HBO Max because it's 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 a big visual spectacle, or it's going yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like movies like I can't imagine watching Mad Max Fury Road for the first time on my on my TV. No. Like I, I would need to watch that in IMAX or at least just like a, a normal regular uh, movie theater. Right. But it's, uh, you know, at, well, we've talked about this in the past. Like there are movies that are worthy of going to the, to the theater yeah. and others where, hey, you know, you can just watch them at home like uh, The King of Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> Brought it back again. <laughs> but, um... So <laughs> I think with that... Uh, you know, callback. I, I, I've been watching a lot of like uh, Dave Chappelle this week and they're always talking about how he does callbacks. Yeah. So this was my callback for this week. Uh, <laughs> You're on your way to being a great, like Mr. Chappelle. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dave Chappelle. You inspire right. me yeah. every day. Uh, but uh, so <clears throat> this, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the Hold episode. On, wait, wait. One, la- one hey, last thought. Hey, one last thought. One last thing. One last thought. I think Encore. Encore. No, for theaters, like, um, like if you go to other countries and stuff, there's other models for movie theaters. Like when I was in England, that was the first time I saw like a small screen and maybe like three rows. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like, we have like a, we have like a huge ass Dave and Buster's in Hawaii. So what if the conference room turned into a movie theater one day or something? I don't know. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's a way. There's always going to be a way. There's a way. When there's a will, there's a way. Ha ha. (laughs) Positive. (laughs) Positive. (laughs) <laughs> and uh <laughs> so that actually brings our episode to an end yeah. so <laughs> thanks for listening guys we appreciate it uh you can listen to us on a bunch of different streaming platforms but i'll just name a few uh spotify apple Podcasts, audible we're on audible uh overcast radio public and more and uh next week we'll be talking about the next episode of mandalorian and probably another christmas movie and uh mike anything to to add uh to everybody that found us through instagram awesome to everybody that's uh finding us out through uh every other platform uh that's great uh we're we're pretty excited because we're in the we're consistently in like the high double digits now and uh from that we're uh we're, we're we're looking to expand into like the next year uh, you know, it's a, it's a good way to kind of like get your thoughts out there and do it in a way that's like entertaining and connects with everybody. So if anybody has any ideas, anybody likes what we do, any suggestions, uh, just DM us at, at what we binge on Instagram and um, just let us know uh, what you like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us how to, how to binge, essentially, you know, how uh, to do, how to binge what we binge, you know. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and that was my silly joke of the week. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you very much. Have a nice day.